Okay. Um, as you, as I mentioned at the beginning, we are um, at the end of our series on spiritual formation, which doesn't mean, well, we can tick the box. They've done that subject. Now we can get on with the real stuff, because um, from um, next month onwards, for the period of Lent, we're going to be looking not so much at the journey inwards, but the journey outwards at the whole subject of justice using the Archbishop of Lent's book. Um, Archbishop of Lent. I am just, I, I'm just checking whether you're listening. That's what it is. Um, I'm not doing well today. I, I've got a wheezy cough, and I think it's oxygen to the brain that is the problem. So, um, start again. Archbishop of Canterbury's book on a justice we'll be looking at over the Lent period. And um, so, this morning really is a sort of wrap-up of the spiritual formation series. And um, that discussion about tidiness did have some sense to it, because I, I was just going to say, our, our lives are a bit like houses, um, and um, we've all got different houses. We've got or flats if we, if we do have somewhere to live, um, or we've lived in houses or flats um, in the past, or perhaps caravans, or um, Hannah's gone out, I think, lives in a, on a boat. Um, and, you know, we all, in terms of the places that we live, um, there are parts that we are happier for people to see and less happy for them to see. Um, in Victorian parlours, in Victorian days, if you visited um, someone's house, you were taken into the parlour. You got no further than that, and that was the room that was never, ever used any other time. But that's where you were taken. That's what was okay for you to see. Um, equally, um, one of my neighbours is uh, in the midst of selling, trying to sell their house, and she was saying to me the other day, their house has never been so tidy. And the children are a little confused about why they keep being told they've got to put their toys away. Um, and she's even resorted to baking bread. So, so the smell of bread fills the house when somebody comes around. Now, it's all about what is acceptable and what we think is acceptable for people to see. And our lives are a bit like that. We hide, sometimes from ourselves and certainly from others, bits of ourselves. Um, just a quick story. Um, um, this was some years ago, and I can't remember if I've told this story, but it's certainly a true one because it's etched on my mind. Um, a few years ago, um, I was involved um, in a church in North London, and um, uh, there was a, someone who attended the church who um, was struggling with their life, and there was a lot going on. So in my typical messianic way... Um, said, contact me anytime, anytime, uh, day or night, um, and I'll be there for you. And they believed me. And um, this went on for quite a long time. And one day I was at home, and I was living in a ground floor flat at the time, and there was a ring at the doorbell, and everything within me, I knew it was her. And my heart, I'm confessing here, this is terrible. My heart sank and I thought, I can't do it. And I peered. Um, it was, this place had net curtains, so I um, peered. Um, and actually, um, there was just one of the windows had net curtains. I'm not quite sure why, but the others didn't. But I was able to peer around this curtain. It was her. So without thinking, I crossed the room and ducked down behind the sofa. And the doorbell rang and the doorbell rang. And eventually it went quiet. So I thought, oh, 
and I did a quick prayer. I'm so sorry, Lord. Um, and I went over to the window and peeked around the curtain. And there, with her nose pressed to the window, <laughs> I tell you, that was the, one of the most mortifying experiences of my life. And I, I have to confess my sin to you. I went to the front door and, and I lied. <laughs> I made some excuse about something I was doing. And, um, and she knew and I knew that I wasn't telling the truth. And the tragedy was that she never asked for help again of me. Hopefully she did of others. And what I learned from that, though it's a funny, embarrassing story, was that there was something much more going on inside me that it wasn't so much about that moment in time. What the issue was that at that stage in my life, I thought, I, and that I was hiding from myself the truth that actually I wanted to rescue everybody. I wanted to be there for everybody. I wanted to be like a Messiah for everybody. And that's unhealthy and wrong and not helpful for me or for other people. And I think um, sometimes we have stuff and attitudes and knee-jerk reactions and default positions, all of us, that come into play, often without us realizing what on earth it's about. And spiritual formation, spiritual formation um, is um, about a God who knows all of us um, and is committed to us becoming uniquely the, the beautiful, whole human beings we were created to be um, and created in a, in a relationship of belonging with him. And um, spiritual formation is, is a bit like when the house of our lives, when the doors are flung open and the windows are open and the sunlight floods in and you hear the sound of birds. And that's, that's not something that happens overnight. It's something that we can grow in. And because um, spiritual formation is first and foremost an invitation from God, an invitation from God to growing reality and intimacy with him. And um, for us as one church, one of our values is intimacy with God. It's important to us. Um, and from that place of growing reality and intimacy with him, um, sharing, going on to share in what God is doing in the world. So that journey inwards, journey outwards. Um, and Henri Nguyen says the journey inwards is to find the Christ living within us. And the journey outward is to find the Christ living among us and in the world. And the importance of that inner and outer journey going together cannot be um, underestimated. It's absolutely essential. There needs to be a growing coherence about in what's going on in our inner life and what's going on in our outer life. This will um, date me hugely, and some of you won't have a clue what I'm talking about. But there was a song by someone called Jackson Brown years ago called Living on Empty. And a lot of us as Christians live on empty. And we're, it's a, I would suggest it's a particular risk for us in this church. Because we're, a lot of people in this church, we're activists. We want to change the world, and boy, does the world need changing. Um, and the risk of that is that, that that coherence, that balance, that harmony between our inner lives and our outer lives that Henri Nguyen talks about, that spiritual formation, that ongoing work of uh, working on who we are with the Spirit's help, with God's help, and that then translating into the action that we live in the world. So, so important. Um, one of, another of uh, One Church values are, is integrity. 
And what is integrity? It's not just being truthful and all the rest of it. It's actually about a growing coherence, about a coherence about in here and out there. So less pretending and mask wearing and more reality. Um, and, you know, God knows us. That's what is so reassuring in all this. Um, uh, what's that old saying? Yeah, please be patient with me. God hasn't finished yet. And I stand here as one who, um, I, I think sometimes God must sort of think, oh, there she goes again. Will she? <laughs> you know? And, and, but he does it with love in his, his voice, not like an impatient parent tapping his foot on the ground uh, fr with frustration. But, oh, there she goes. There's my girl. Um, and, he, you know, for each of us, um, he loves us to bits. And, and he knows where we are in this stuff of uh, working on and growing in who we are and our relationship with him. Um, and, you know, right, one of the things I love in the Bible is right back at the beginning of time in Genesis, what do we see of God? We see a God who is searching for, calling out, where are you? Where are you? Where have you gone? To um, Adam and Eve. And, and that's the sort of God that is constantly inviting us to be with him and to join in with him in terms of what he wants to do in our lives personally. See Christ formed in our lives more fully but also in terms of what we are doing in the world around us. Now, we've covered quite a lot over these past few weeks on this, but I thought this is the time for me to stop talking um, because I'm going to ask you to do some talking. Uh, should come up on the screen in a minute. Yay. You see, God invites us into a growing reality and intimacy about finding the Christ who lives within us. But what might this journey involve? We'll all have views of some sort on that. What is the journey of, of, of that finding of Christ within us, of growing in intimacy and reality with him, look like? And what can get in the way? Please, could you, in groups of three, no larger than that, groups of three, have a go at discussing that. We're going to take some feedback. Um, please make sure no one's left out unless they'd like to be. Some people might like to sit quietly and just reflect on the question, and that's fine. And if you're watching online, live, um, I s would encourage you to do the chat, fun use the chat function and chat amongst yourselves online. Go. Three people. Okay, let's take a little bit of feedback. Um, anything about what this journey might involve? Anyone? This is, you know, sometimes the person who stands up the front, it can look like they have all the answers. I'd like to say I do not have all the answers. And, and one of the things about discussing is that we learn from one another. So however simple or obvious or whatever your answer seems, please share it because it could help somebody else. So any thoughts about... Uh, what might be involved in this deepening of this inner life of intimacy with God? Anything? Hello? Yes, Jonathan. Vulnerability. To? Well, with, with yourself, to others, in, in potentially in your journey group. Yeah, yeah thank you. It, it's that being prepared to share ourselves with others where we're really at, that means others are actively listening and being supportive. Nothing worse than sharing something and 
either people not hearing or res not responding well. Anything else? Yeah, John. Connecting with God in other people. Just thinking of what the Bible says about us being made in the image and likeness of God. So it's a delight, I think, to to discover a different aspect of God in in another person. That's lovely. Thank you, John. Yeah. I was meant to use another microphone, but I left it in my handbag. Okay, microphone and a handbag is a good thing. Um, we spoke about um, communicating, making the space and time to communicate uh, with God, doing that, also finding that in nature, but not just nature as a setting, but nature as being a reflective narrative of God and creation and some kind of developing some kind of reflective practice whatever that might look like for, for people for the inward journey and we saw um, the barriers to that being potentially time and appetite and then maybe some kind of cultural norm of how doing tends to have a hierarchy over being and reflecting and so you might not feel as if you're actually using your time wisely if you're giving more time to doing, uh, if you're giving more time to being and not doing as much, but maybe there needs to be some reset in terms of actually giving both parity or maybe even being higher. higher. That, that's a lot to think about there, isn't it? Um, but um, this whole being and doing thing, very important. And reflective practice. Hello, Karen, nice to see you. Did you want to say anything? Did you? I know, I'm sorry. Did you want to say anything? Oh, no, none of you wanted to say anything along here. I bet Mark did. Well, I find Sunday mornings, the way that you, Sam, Dave, when he's here, and others do the Sunday morning, for me, is very important because it just helps on that reflective questioning, thinking about who you are, what you are, what you do, and so on. Didn't pay him for that. Didn't pay him for that. <laughs> um, there are probably a lot of other thoughts, um, but I'm going to just, just take us... Justin, do you want to shout it out? <laughs> I'm going to repeat for those online because they won't hear you, okay? So I'm going to stop you there. Um, but Justin making the really important point about um, that in a sense, um, Jonathan began with, which is that whole being with other people, that journey groups, the very name um, reflects and, and tells us it's about journeying together and that being important, plus the other groups that we are part of, um, what John was saying about finding Christ in other people, um, and let alone Christ in nature, but intentionally rather than, oh, isn't this a beautiful sunset, but taking it a step further than that. So there's, there's a lot there. And Henri Nguyen talks in his book, and some of you have started to pick up some of this. He talks about disciplines, that word that is not particularly popular in this day and age, but intentional practice, better word than disciplines, intentional practice. Um, and um, this whole thing of silence, 
finding time, even, and I know when you've got little ones, it's a nightmare. Um, I always love that story of um, the Wesley brothers, John and Charles Wesley, their mother. I think they were 12 children, I can't remember, or 14 children she had, and the only way she could get any peace, and everybody knew not to disturb her, even if it was just five minutes, is when she sat in her rocking chair in the kitchen with something like a tea towel over her head. So it's a bit like little small children. If they can't see you, they think we can't see them. And she was doing exactly the same thing. But this whole thing of intentionally trying to carve out time of silence, um, time of uh, meditation and reflection, um, the whole attentiveness to what's going on inside us, taking us back to that house picture. Because Henri Nguyen would... Um, argue very strongly, and I do agree with him, and I think scripture reflects that, and I'll show us some verses that that do in a minute, um, that it's really important that we um, work out what's going on inside us, and actually articulate it, um, that we own those competing forces inside us, that we, we know our demons, if you like, and confront our demons, whatever language you want to use, um, with other people's help in that being really important. Um, because as we do that, we create the space and the opportunity to discover God in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory, as Colossians 1 talks about. Christ in us. Christ in us. Is that not amazing? The hope of glory. And in that house of our life, if you like, it means um, going to those cupboards and opening them that where you're afraid everything's going to fall out because you've shoved it all in there and, and left it there and pretended it's not there. It's, it's about, um, in our lives, the, the patterns and things that, as I was telling in that story earlier in my own life, that until we actually face and name these things and, where necessary, get some help with these things, um, we don't grow and we're smaller. How, you know, there, there are less rooms to roam in in our house, if you like, and we have less of us as the beautiful human beings that we're created to be to share with others. And, and if all of this feels a bit floaty and esoteric, because some of us don't do this sort of stuff, it all feels a bit, oh gosh, all a bit conceptual. Remember that it actually means working at this. This is about sleeves rolled up. It's about being, um, being prepared to live in the reality of the present moment, whatever that moment is, good or bad, in the um, belief that God is with us and for us, whatever the circumstances um, Henri Nguyen talks about that in his book. It means um, rolling up our sleeves and not hiding from the truth about ourselves, equally not accepting the lies and the negative things we say about ourselves that aren't true. Um, so it's about um, it's a bit of bit of house cleaning, internal house cleaning as a regular practice. Me, I leave things until I really have to do something about the cleaning. I don't know about you lot. Um, and um, actually, it means it's much harder work, um, whereas a bit of regular cleaning, keeping on top of it, makes all the difference. And that's what, if you like, this spiritual transformation stuff is. Regular house cleaning, if you like, um, in terms of our lives. It's refusing in th terms of things like resentment, refusing to get stuck in resentment. And... Um, however justified we feel in that, and embracing with Christ's help a lifestyle of gratitude. And over the weeks, we've looked at a whole number of these things. And the lovely thing is um, that um, 
the scriptures, I love these two scriptures from um, 2 Corinthians. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The more room and access we give God in our lives, the greater freedom we will know to be who we are, to live life to the full as Jesus talks about it. Um, and, we, and so we all reflect the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And that's a great verse because it talks about process. It's not an overnight thing. Transformed is an ongoing thing. And then I like the second verse because it says, therefore, we do not lose heart. And I don't know about you, but it's three steps forward, two steps back. Um, we have our spiritual highs and our spiritual lows. We, we get into prayer and then we forget it for months. The last time we opened a Bible was uh, six months ago. Um, all of that stuff. <coughs> and some of us are getting older as time goes on. Um, and so outwardly we may be uh, wasting away, but inwardly we're being renewed day by day. That is the invitation of God to us, that inward renewal that then translates into our lives on a day-to-day. So, we're going to sing. We're going to sing, and you know how sometimes we just sing. And um, what we're going to do is actually just... As we sing, um, and you may feel you you don't want to, um, but you just want to read the words, um, please do consider making the words a prayer, a response to God for some of the things that we've been talking about over these last few weeks and even this morning. And um, then after that, I'm going to do one other short thing with us. And then we will have opportunity for another way of responding if we would want to. So what we're going to do, think of this journey inwards particularly, this going deeper in reality and intimacy with God and how we can intentionally invest in that. This is about us making choices actually. Um, And um, the band are going to lead us in two songs while we reflect on that and, and respond to that. Thank you. So we've been thinking um, about this spiritual formation stuff and the journey inwards and how we can um, be courageous enough um, to actually um, make decisions day by day, moment by moment, to um, recognize that Christ is within us and what that could mean and to actually invest in that presence of Christ within us being transformational, Um, that relationship with God being one of growing reality, facing not just ourselves, but the stuff of the world around us, not just the stuff inside us, a growing reality, but also growing intimacy, that sense, if Christ is with me, as we've been talking about and singing about, what a difference that can make. And that's why, you know, in this book, Henry Nouwen talks about suffering and heartache and resentment and the things that we all experience, you know, the the tough things in life, but encourages us in the book, as indeed scriptures do, that actually God is not just with us, but is about the work of transforming us, of enabling us to be the people that we are meant to be in this moment, not just in the future, not just in the past, but in this moment, day by day. And um, 
in the weeks to come, we'll be looking more at the journey outwards. Um, and really, you know, all of this stuff is great. It's not self-indulgent. You know, sometimes it can feel a bit self-indulgent. It's all about me and my inner life. And what about, you know, the world around as we are bombarded by the news? Um, but that reminder that the work on our inner lives with God will help shape and inform our outer lives and how we engage with the world around us. Um, John reminded us um, in the feedback earlier about seeing Christ in others. If we don't see Christ in us, how on earth can we see him in others? Um, and as we experience God's love and we seek to grow and deepen in that, then we can love others a bit more like he does, rather than out of sentimentality or guilt or the ought-tos of the Christian life. Boy, some of us have had a lot of those ought-tos into our lives. But this is something very, very different. So, um, as our last um, thing that we do together, before that we, the children come back and we say the grace and all the rest of it, if you would like to, and the band again will play what I call ambient spiritual music. I don't know what ambient Christian music is really, but there you go. Um, ambient music, because there's no difference. They play it as Christians, and it makes no difference whether it's, you know, worshipy or not, um, in the sense of words. Um, I'm going to invite you, if you would like to, there are three tables around the room. Two here, and one at the back over there. Um, so for those of you sitting on chairs very close to that table, those chairs weren't there when we put that table out. So um, if you could create some space around that, that would be really helpful. If you would like to, um, while the music is playing, and you don't have to, no pressure, um, if you'd like to go and light a candle. And the lighting of a candle down through the centuries has been a, a symbol, really, of Christ with us, the hope of glory. And Christ in us, the hope of glory. Going to light a candle, it can mean, you can be um, saying, I believe that you are in me and I want to know more of you. Um, or, um, I'm not so good at all this stuff, please will you help me? Or whatever. Or, or I'm intending to do such and such and lighting this candle is my statement of intent. Whatever it is, as the band play, I'm going to invite people to light candles. If you don't want to, don't, no pressure. And those of you who have children in buds, after you have lit your candles, please go and get your children. And that's it. And then we'll sit down together, we'll say the grace together, and then we'll stay for coffee. All right? Go. Thank you.